Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is May 5th, excuse me, May 6th, 2021, and this is going to be episode 40. It's going to be called Information and Political Warfare, Can You See Beyond the Surface? Now, before I get started, I just want to say that, you know, I did work on Cinco de Mayo and everything like that. It was on a Wednesday, and I thought it wasn't going to be that bad, but it was awful, okay? It felt like a Friday. You know how much I hate Fridays. You know, it's people out there throwing parties, getting drunk, destroying themselves, killing each other, getting into car crashes, running over skunks, so I have to smell it all the time. Oh, man. So, it's just ridiculous. I just wish people would... Well, you know, yesterday I was at I was at work, and I was driving around and everything, and I saw people and everything, and they were, you know, all the low riders were out there and everything, and, you know, waving the flags and everything. I'm just like, go home. <laughs> like, go home. Really, like, because uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think that people are too focused on a certain heritage. You know, I it could be any heritage. It doesn't just have to be the Mexican-American heritage. My thing is that, like, if, some, if I saw somebody, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and wave a, a flag of another country. I get it that you're prideful in the place where your ancestors are from. But this is America here, okay? You know, when it comes like me, I'm not into the black thing, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about the mother. When I talk about the motherland, the motherland is America, okay? That's the motherland for me. I remember when I was uh, younger, I was probably about 18, oh, 20, 21. And I remember hearing a gentleman by the name of Larry Elder. Larry Elder was talking, and I'm telling you, my afro fell off my head, and I began to grow in a marifro. It's an Amerifro. I when I grow my hair out, it's an Amerifro. Ain't no Afro. It's an Amerifro. I don't know nothing about Africa. I ain't never been to Africa. It, I, it has no place in my heart. I don't even no. I don't care about it. It's America for me. Okay, America is the motherland, and if you don't like it, I don't care. So let's go ahead and get into our financial news here. So we know that the enemy's agenda, and when I say the enemy, I'm talking about the corrupt politicians, the central bank. And people like that and the invisible enemy the enemy's agenda is the great reset and it's coupled with you know like the climate change agenda and things like that because you know people say oh climate change is real yeah climate change is real because right now it's probably about 85 degrees and at night it'll be about 65 degrees so yeah the climate does change every day so the thing is that they're, they're actually going to be using this stuff to push fear now that fear has been initiated by a a false pandemic and it it has allowed the government to force people out of work. Now, they're claiming that they're keeping us safe from something that actually doesn't exist so that we become dependent on them. But think about it. People think that the government actually cares about them. People think that the government is here to protect them. Adolf and Joseph Stalin promised the same things that our government has been promising us now. Protection and things like that. Free this, free that. Now, they say healthcare is a right. They say education is a route. Is, excuse me, is a right. But these are pathetic emotional appeals designed to trick the dumbest among us. Adolf Hitler said, Adolf Hitler has a quote. He says, quote, I use emotion for the many and reserve logic for the few. Unquote. So yeah, in the communist slash socialist playbook, you have to use emotion to trick the masses. That's some of the things like you have like, oh, my body and things like that, and separating children from their families. You know, they use the emotional appeal to lead you away from the truth. Because most people are emotional. Remember when I in, in my series, when AI first met you, I talked about how emotion is used to control people. It's emotion. 
And that's why I, that's why God put your head above your heart so that you'll think before you feel. Now, so they're going to push things like climate change and free everything, but nothing is actually actually free. So you ask people, oh, OK, you want to do this, but how are we going to pay for it? They say the government is going to pay for it. But we know that the government gets their money from taxes and the government doesn't have money. So when they say government funding, it's actually public funding. And the more public funds are used for things, the more taxes go up. So if you have one program, then we all have to pay taxes in order to do that, like public schools. Boom, we have to pay taxes for that. And then we put another program in there, museums. Guess what? Boom, we all have to pay taxes on museums, things like that. Boom, you want to fix our roads. You know, it just goes up and up and up and up. And then they start to use taxes for stupid things. Oh, we're going to change the weather. We're going to just like Bill Gates. Bill Gates wants to dim the sun. It's like, come on. Like, OK, yeah, it's, yeah, I hate I hate the heat. OK, yes, it's it's probably going to be 98. It's probably 95, 96, 97 today in Sacramento. OK, I hate the heat. You know, you know, you got all these stupid little bugs flying around there annoying. But how would you feel about somebody dimming the sun if you lived in like minnesota or you lived in uh, mi uh central canada or you lived in alaska how would you feel about that you wouldn't like that you'd be like oh i don't need any more cold because it's always cold all the time you know so that's what that's what they're doing you know they're just, they're just adding taxes on the stuff so when you look at all these things you know how we have been audited as citizens our companies and things like that and the government is always looking into our stuff with the irs and our funding and things like that. My question here is that why isn't the Federal Reserve, the central bank of the United States, the central bank, why isn't it ever audited? It's never audited. It's not It's not audited yearly. Why aren't our politicians audited yearly? The people in Congress, governors, mayors, why aren't they audited yearly? Because they all work for the machine. Now, is the dollar's value holding? Is the world debt free or is it drenched in, in debt? So this is what the enemy has done, not just to this country, but to the world. Okay, they pretty much enslave people with debt. Remember Amshel Rothschild? He talked about how if I control the money, I control the country. Who cares who makes the laws? Now, if the dollar held its value, you wouldn't need two people working. A long time ago, you would have a single income that could support a family of four. The man would go to work, things like that, and come home. And you wouldn't need to raise minimum wage in order to keep up with the devaluation of the dollar. Speaking of devaluation of the dollar, let's take the Joe Biden family plan. Family plan. It's actually more expensive than the White House said it would be. And so this, I have a, a report here from Penn Wharton, which is uh, the University of Pennsylvania Wharton. Wharton University in Pennsylvania. So they had a budget model and their report said this. So the Penn Wharton budget model projects President Biden's American Families Plan would spend $2.5 trillion and raise $1.3 trillion by 2031. Well, that's negative growth. That's negative. That's negative growth. That is the spending $2.5 trillion is 700 billion more dollars than the white house said it would be and even if so thing even if you took 700 billion away from the 2.5 trillion you'd still be at a loss you'd still be at a loss but hey so pin warden also said this
the AFP, which is the American Families Plan, would raise $1.3 trillion in new tax revenue over the same period, including almost $480 billion in additional revenue from enhanced IRS tax collection enforcement. So pretty much the IRS getting more power and taking more money from you. Pretty much. And by 2050, it says, we estimate that the AFP would increase government debt by almost 5% and decrease GDP by 0.4% as the effects from larger debt on the economy outweigh the productivity gains associated with the new spending programs. So, every time that these people come out and say how great something's going to be, or we're going to spend money on this, we're going to spend your money on this, it's going to be great, and things like that, and free education, free health care, it's always the opposite. That's always the opposite, because the goal of the central bank, uh, the corrupt politicians, the goal of the enemy, and the Federal Reserve, their goal is debt. Debt is what is what enslaves a country. So, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen she said previously that we may need to raise rates to keep the economy from overheating. So Jan Janet Yellen actually walked back her comments uh, recently because they actually don't want anybody to know this stuff. So notice that Utah has passed a bill that is allowing them to reopen. I'm actually going to go into more a little more detail about this a little bit later in the episode. But once they reach uh, certain thresholds, the state is going to be fully open. It's almost as if the pandemic is just disappearing. And so you notice that the central bank and the enemy, they want to steer the world into their great reset, you know, where they destroy the economy and we all own nothing and they control everything. So they've they've actually learned how to control gold and silver prices, but they can't control cryptocurrency. And I'm, I had to think, like, maybe cryptocurrency was originally set up in order to counter the central bank system so that we could see the, the value of our dollars decreasing. So, interestingly, uh, according to CNBC, customers of certain banks are going to be able to buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin from their existing accounts. And it's the smaller banks. So the smaller banks are driving this, not just the, not the big banks. But the thing is that the big banks are going to have to join the party soon because the people of this country and the people of the world are going to decide where the financial system is going. They're, the people are going to decide where they put their money. And the big banks like JP, JP Morgan Chase and Bank of America, Wells Fargo, they're going to have to hop on board. Because if they don't, they're not going to have any more customers. So, but get this. You can bank on it that the enemy is going to try and stop the further rise of Bitcoin. We are already seeing a financial battle between us, the people, and the central bank system. Remember... Rich company executives like those of Berkshire Hathaway, you know, Warren Buffett and his people, and country governments like Turkey are banning Bitcoin and listing cryptocurrency companies as money launderers. Remember, Berkshire Hathaway, the vice chairman, said that he hates Bitcoin and he thinks that it's disgusting. That should tell you a little bit about uh, their stuff because, you know, they can't control it. All right, so let's go on and move into our geopolitical news here so in coupled with financial warfare between us and the central bank system you have to remember that uh, and notice that we are in the midst also of an information warfare so you have to ask yourself if the 2020 election was free and fair then why are there people like the arizona secretary of state and the georgia secretary of state trying to stop the audits 
Why are officials in New Hampshire receiving death threats? Why is BLM Antifa gearing up for riots in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, near the election audit venue? Why are there over 70 lawyers challenging the audit? What's wrong with an audit? You'll be able to see the truth. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being able to see the truth? And also, if you're on the left and you're a Democrat and everything, and you, I think you should, you should want the audit too. Because you'll be able to tell the Republicans that you are actually right all along if the audit comes out to the same result of Joe Biden winning the state of Arizona. So I, I don't know why you wouldn't want an audit there. But you have to notice that um, Donald Trump actually created his website and it has a feed on it. It's actually a little bit reminiscent of his former Twitter page. It's called it's called DonaldJTrump.com slash desk. And I'm actually going to be on there reading the stuff he has to say. I was actually on there a little bit today um, reading his stuff. So there are actually accounts on Twitter uh, that tried to share Trump's from the desk comments. And Twitter actually suspended the accounts. Why? Why? Remember that Twitter also lost 15% of its stock value after people started leaving. And all these companies are citing Donald Trump's January 6th speech and trying to say that he incited violence. But judging by the soundbite I have, that it's not inciting violence. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections. And so one thing you notice about the uh, if you go look that soundbite up on YouTube, most of the most of the, it's hard to find. It's actually hard to find. If you look up January 6th, Donald Trump, they actually cut it out on YouTube and things like that. And CNBC, they'll NBC, they'll CBS, they'll post a, they'll post the uh, video like a two minute video or like one minute video and they'll cut it short right before he says to peacefully and patriotically make your voice said. So judging by the soundbite, excuse me, judging by the soundbite, it's not me judging by the soundbite. That does not sound like you're inciting violence. And that is the soundbite. It's not me. It's the soundbite. So notice that um, Facebook also up- upheld the ban of Donald Trump. And I don't think anybody's surprised about that. Okay. But to me, this looks like information warfare. So I think you're going to see social media and Donald Trump going up against each other and post conflicting stories and uh, using propaganda. So, but what if social media does another big purge like they did during the election. You know, I personally think that you should have the right to say false things. Um, I'm not a liar, but and I won't lie, but it's um, freedom of speech. You know, you actually had a, a, a United States court case a while ago. I forget the year, but it's one of the... I talk about the 10 court cases that every American should know. And it's... And this is one of them. It's called Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission. And Citizens United actually made... Uh, they didn't like Hillary Clinton, so they made a movie about Hillary Clinton... And um, the government, the federal government was actually trying to block and censor that because of it. It's called um, it's called Hillary, Hillary, the movie. And I actually have a because there, there's a book called One Vote Away by uh, Senator Ted Cruz. And this is actually an amazing book, in my opinion, because it talks about the Supreme Court and how our civil liberties are pretty much one vote away on the Supreme Court from going away, you know. And um, I'll go ahead and read part of it. It says, do you have the right to criticize elected officials? This comes from the first page in chapter six. Um, Do you have the right to criticize elected officials? Do you have the right to disagree with candidates running for president of the United States? Does the Constitution protect your right to say Hillary is a crook or Donald Trump is a bully or Joe Biden is soft on China? 
Some might think these are simple and straightforward questions, even obvious. But today, the fun that fundamental liberty is pretty much in jeopardy. Th those were precisely the questions at the heart of Citizens United v. Federal Election Commission, which was decided in 2010 by a narrow vote of 5-4. to four. Citizens United is a nonprofit organization that made a movie critical of Hillary Clinton. Citizens United disagreed with Hillary's policies and had very serious concerns about her ethical and legal fa failings, all of which were reflected in the movie that they produced entitled Hillary, the movie. So pretty much what had happened was the government tried to regulate core political speech and the Supreme Court stop them and so you had barack obama hillary clinton and bernie sanders all saying that they wanted to repeal citizens united and that is a scary thing that is a communist tactic there um because they want to stop pretty much freedom of speech but so i think that I actually honestly i recommend this book to everybody really it's called one vote away by ted cruz and i remember I, when he announced this i actually pre-ordered it it's a great book it's one of my favorite books i've ever read so um Moving on. So let's talk about uh, quickly about the Biden administration. So the Pentagon, the Biden administration's Pentagon, they denied the permit to the veteran, veteran motorcycle group for a Memorial Day event in Washington, D.C. And so the name of this uh, motorcycle group, they were known as Rolling Thunder, but they actually changed their name to Rolling to Remember. And they actually planned to ride into Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day and in their riot at the Pentagon. And they've actually been doing this for, for years. And so um, the Pentagon actually denied them from doing this. They didn't give them a permit. And so I actually have an article here from the Washington Times. It says Biden's Pentagon yanks Rolling to Remember's gathering permit. It says the Pentagon has denied a permit for the annual Rolling to Remember motorcycle ride in Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day this year. It shocks organizers and congressional members alike. It's the first time in more than 30 years that the permit was denied. AMVETS, a congressionally chartered veteran service organization representing the interests of 20 million, 20 million veterans, organizes the event. It invites veterans and bikers to ride together throughout Washington to honor other veterans missing, missing in action and kept as prisoners of war. The group, in association with Rolling Thunder, has traditionally used the Pentagon's parking lots as a staging area, drawing hundreds of thousands of attendees. Without this year's permit, there is no safe alternative for the veterans to gather. The Pentagon's decision this year was abrupt and unexpected. Top military brass refused to speak with the event's organizers or members of Congress leading up to the permit denial. They used the coronavirus pandemic as an excuse. However, it's a weak one. AMVETS permits, excuse me, AMVETS permit requests were approved by the Department of Transportation, Department of Interior, and multiple other state and local authorities for this year's ride without issue. Moreover, it's an outside event where COVID-19 transmission is virtually non-existent and President Biden just held an outside drive-in rally last week in Georgia. One can only gather that it was a political decision and a terrible precedent set by the Biden administration. It's no secret that the rally's organizers and the Pentagon have had a long beef. In 2019, Rolling Thunder's founder and executive Artie, uh, Artie Muller complained that of the high cost of the event and how difficult it was to work with the Pentagon. That year, the Pentagon demanded additional security and restricted vendors, leading for a loss, leading to a loss for the group. So there's that. That's from the Washington Examiner. If you ever want to go ahead and pull that up and read that one for yourself. I'm sure that a bunch of other outlets have that as well. So. Honestly, I hope that those bikers do it anyway. I hope they do it anyway, okay? So, moving on. So, Donald Trump. 
more Donald Trump, of course. So according to, you can even look this up. There's multiple sources. If you look up uh, Trump shadow president, so multiple sources and even Senator Lindsey Graham said himself that Donald Trump has pretty much become a shadow president. So it's pretty much an opposition leader of sorts. So if you look at Alexander Navalny in Russia, uh, I'm not equating Donald Trump and Navalny, but Navalny is actually disliked by the Russian government and they even tried to poison him. And uh, Navalny is the opposition and Trump would be the opposition here in the United States. He's the opposition to the establishment. So Donald Trump and people who support him say that the election was stolen. Uh, so they, they actually think that Donald Trump is the rightful and true president. And there are actually governors and other high-level officials who think so as well. Because, because remember, in, um, in January 6th, there was a group of senators who contested the 2020 election. And there are governors around the country who say things about that election as well and agree with the group of senators who contested the election. So I think that as Joe Biden is conducting his administration policies, that Donald Trump is actually conducting his own policies from Mar-a-Lago in Florida. You may be asking, how is Donald Trump getting things done? He's not in power and things like that. Well, you see that there are abortion bills being passed. There are election audits, audits happening in Arizona, New Hampshire, and soon Michigan. You're seeing voter ID laws passed. And weren't all these things that Donald Trump wanted to happen? Trump is also endorsing Elise Stefanak to replace Liz Cheney. And you have to remember that Trump has over 90% of the GOP voter base supporting him. So he's pretty much has a great influence in the Republican Party. So after after Trump had won in um, 2016, uh, Barack Obama actually moved to a place that was only two miles from the White House. And you have to ask yourself, was Obama a shadow president during the Trump era? I think so. And I think that Donald Trump is doing the same thing to Joe Biden. So, but the thing is that most presidents just leave and they don't campaign anymore after their term's over. But Obama and Trump are among the first to ever do this. Now, you also had Teddy Roosevelt in election of 1912 when he came and um, did the Bull Moose Party and things like that. Ran as a third party so that William Taft wouldn't win. William Taft had four years. Teddy came back and then they lost the election, split the Republican vote. Woodrow Wilson won. Woodrow Wilson, one of the worst presidents ever. Um, he signed into law the Federal Reserve and I could go on forever about that. So... You're actually starting to see things open. So you can go to sports events and restaurants and other things now. So, But I want you to notice how they still separate the people. They separate them by vaccinated and unvaccinated. In New York, at Yankee and Mets games, they actually have a vaccinated and an unvaccinated section. You know, you know I don't like baseball, but that's neither here nor there. It's besides the point. Now, do any of you go around and say, hey... I was vaccinated for tetanus or I was vaccinated for polio. You don't. You don't do that. I know you don't. Now, the recovery rate for COVID-19 is over 95%. And 95%, because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me because I didn't have time to look it up. But 95% is a low estimate here. It's something like 98 or 99, some point seven percent okay? Um, why would you need a vaccine for something like that, you know? If there are proven rev remedies like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, why would you need a vaccine? And remember that the media pretty much tried to uh, shun hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin after Donald Trump said that they're um, remedies for it. And they put an article saying, oh, hydroxychloroquine is bad for you. It can kill you and things like that. But things that those remedies have been around for over 30 years. Now, 
uh, I did mention Utah. So going back to Utah real quick, there's a, I told you that Utah is reopening. Now there's a bill called HB 294 and it's been passed. It's in, it's in Utah and it says that Utah has reached the COVID threshold and the pandemic is over. They met the threshold. And pretty much the bill said had like pretty much two provisions. Number one, it had a, a two week COVID case rate of less than 191 per 100,000. So 191 of 100,000. So there's less than 191 people per 100,000 people that are positive for COVID-19. Number two, less than 15% of intensive care units are being occupied by COVID-19 patients. So that's the Utah's met both of those. So do you remember that all that they all that they did was lower the PCR test cycles for COVID? And if you want to hear more about PCR, listen to my episode where I debunked the COVID pandemic because it's all in there. And I even have the PDF on my website, pursuitoftruth.info. I'm gonna have the PDF up there uh, indefinitely uh, until pretty much this is all over. So now, um, have you noticed that the death count for COVID-19 isn't up there plastered on the media anymore? Isn't that like weird? Like they had it all throughout 2020 and the first month of 2021. And all of a sudden that the death count is gone. And then the media doesn't talk about how Joe Biden's letting these people die. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. So I don't understand. Now, do they put up a vaccine count on the media? I haven't seen one. I don't watch the mainstream media that often, but I do watch them enough. Uh, to know that they, I haven't seen a vaccine count. They give numbers like, oh, they say this amount of Americans have been vaccinated, but I don't, we don't have numbers. Okay. But of course we had the COVID death numbers. Of course they got to push the fear. The fear has got to go there. Of course we got to push fear, 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 but the hope we don't push the vaccine things. Of course not. Now the day that Joe Biden was inaugurated, the world health organization talked about false positives on the PCR test and they decided to lower the PCR cycle number as soon as biden got in office i think it was at 40 and i think they lowered it to 28 as soon as joe biden got in office notice that cases are just disappearing now they're just disappearing another thing in august of 2020 in south dakota there was a motorcycle rally rally there's a motorcycle rally in south dakota 2020 august of 2020 so the mainstream media had actually said that there were thousands of people who tested positive for covid oh my gosh but Governor Christy Noem actually said that it was a political attack on South Dakota because South Dakota was open the entire time during this uh, scam demic. So the thing is, in reality, only about 400 people tested it positive for COVID-19. And this comes from Christy Noem, governor of South Dakota. And notice here that they actually threw a parade for Governor Christy Noem because she kept the state open. And she also told the federal government that she didn't need their COVID aid money because everyone still had their jobs. Wow. I wish she was governor of California. She's a beast. Okay. I like her. Now, my question here is why aren't the death toll numbers for 2020 and 2021 way higher than other years? They should be a lot higher than before. It's just because COVID, oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was the new black plague. Uh. Now, don't tell me it's because people were wearing their mask. Don't tell me that because it's been proven that COVID particles are 1,000 times smaller than the holes in the cloth masks. Twitter censored these peer reviews. Why would Twitter censor them? Because they don't want you to know. They got to push that fear. 
I told you, like I tell you all the time, it's like building a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. It's ridiculous. But why don't Fauci and Dr. Burks and all these other people, why don't they come out and show us the science of these masks? Why don't they test shirts, t-shirts that people tie around their face? Why don't they test bandanas, homemade masks, surgical masks, and everything? When when it comes to these shirts, why don't they test all the different uh, material types for... Why don't they test all these different material types? Like, you know, you have cotton and, and polyester and all these different things. Why don't they just test them? Why not? Now, if these people say that you had to cut off your leg to stop COVID, would you do it? Now, I know most people, the people the people listening to this, no, I know you wouldn't do it, but there are people out there that would become amputees. We'd have a lot of amputees. We would. <laughs> and the thing is that the, uh, the pandemic has actually uh, brought these tyrants to the light. Tyrants like Governor Andrew Cuomo and Phil Murphy. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is governor of New York. Phil Murphy is governor of New Jersey. And they actually put COVID patients, patients in nursing homes in order to kill people and raise the death toll because these people in the nursing homes had compromised immune systems and everything. And so they were safe in the nursing home. They were fine until these governors put these sick people into these nursing homes to raise the death toll, to push that fear, fear, fear. Now, I know Andrew Cuomo likes to blame Donald Trump, but Donald Trump actually sent a ship to New York that was built by the United States Army Corps of Engineers for COVID patients, but that ship was empty the entire time. He didn't use it. And so now, what you're seeing because of these uh, because of these uh, tyrants like Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and Phil Murphy, Andrew Cuomo and more, you're actually seeing that people are flocking to the free states in the South, like Texas and Florida. Now, as soon as people, so that you can sit next to other people and not wear a mask and do whatever you want and the death toll didn't go up, it was game over, okay? For this pandemic, it was game over. People are seeing this and people are going to push back. So, it's going to happen. It's got to give people some time. Got to push back. Got to push back hard. So, moving on here. Let's take a look at this Derek Chauvin trial. So, the Derek Chauvin, Officer Derek Chauvin, the George Floyd debacle and everything, his attorney, Derek Chauvin's attorney, has filed a motion for a new trial. And that was pretty quick. That was pretty quick. Now, his attorney, Chauvin's attorney, has allegations that include violations of due process and the failure to transfer the venue of the trial, failure to sequester the jury, excuse me, failure to sequester the jury, confrontation violations of the confrontation clause, uh, prosecutorial misconduct, among other um, violations and allegations. So, we know that there was a BLM juror, and uh, when they do, when they get a new, uh, when they get a new trial up here, get ready for the looting and shooting, you know. So, and it's kind of weird that in the middle of a pandemic, George Floyd had three funerals, and when most people couldn't even have one, that's just weird to me. Now, looking at the Tokyo Olympics, now Tokyo, Tokyo, they banned Black Lives Matter apparel from the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> Good for them. Good. I'd ban them too. I would ban them too. Don't wear that mess over here. Don't wear that graffiti. That's how you notice, like the NBA. I actually kind of started to watch the NBA a little bit more again because they took that stupid graffiti off the court. They stopped wearing the stupid shirts. Stop kneeling down. It was it was just ridiculous. Now, BLM, 
they want the police to fund it, okay? And they want the federal government to help them do this, all right? And this is the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany, okay? Hitler was actually deemed an extremist, and at first, he was sent to jail. Now, what you do in order to uh, make an uproar about this, like things like that, uh, tyrants have been talking about this throughout history, you give a minority, or you just give a group of people false grievances and use the media to push it, okay? Because they talk about white cops killing black folks. Uh, black folks have been destroying each other, all right? Okay, I'm gonna get into this in a later episode. I'm gonna go all in depth with this in a later episode. I got numbers, uh, stats, and everything. But black folks destroy each other. All right. Notice, as a as a black man, whenever I go somewhere and I drive in my car, um, because I drive a I drive a nice car and everything now. Because I used to drive a um, I used to drive a a car that was about 20 years old until it got totaled, and I'd still be driving it if it wasn't for that person just destroying my car. Because all I had to do was pay gas insurance. But, you know, as a black man, when I go places and I'm driving my car around and things like that, black men size each other up. They do. They do. They really size each other up. I don't know why. I just mind my business and drive on and go about my day. But I noticed that people, especially black men, other black men, they will look at me in the car I'm driving and things like that. They always, and it's a thing. It's, I don't know why. I don't know why. They just, it is a thing. Now, I don't really care but it's what you notice you know um so and one thing you got to notice about this police debacle thing here is that florida governor ron DeSantis, ron DeSantis is actually giving his police para, paramedics and firefighters one thousand dollar bonuses for the jobs that they're doing you know so you're gonna notice that cities and states that support their police will get better service you'll get better police service and paramedics and fire and things like that now cities and states that hate the police are going to see a serious rise in crime. Like New York and Seattle and Portland. Places like that. So, let's move on to election audit stuff. So, New Hampshire. So, New Hampshire officials selected a company called Verified Voting to perform the audit in Windham. And so, this is the same company that called the Arizona election election fraud claims fake. So these people have a conflict of interest already. So these people also tried to get the Maricopa County audit to shut down. This is according to the Gateway Pundit here. And these the locals are actually angry and forcing them to change who does the audit. Okay, they, These people ain't happy. Right? These people ain't happy. Now, in Maricopa County, Arizona, the county supervisors will not provide the routers that were requested by the auditors. Now, why won't they hand over the routers? What are they hiding? It was a free election, right? Wasn't it free and fair? Prove it was free. Yeah, prove it's free and fair. Okay. Now these people want to prove that it's free and fair. You got to do it. Okay. Now Rachel Maddow, of course, Rachel Maddow, she's a clown. Okay, Rachel, she's a clown. Um, but she's out here uh, screaming that oh, it's all conspiracy theory and it's gonna flip the election and things like that and. Things that half the country thinks that there's cheating involved. Half of this country believes that there was cheating. And so we have to audit the election or else we can't move forward, okay? We have to be able to calm them down and say, hey, okay, look, there was no cheating. Nobody cheated. It's a free and fair election. Or we have to be able to tell the side that won, we have to tell them, hey, you didn't win after all. Um, there's cheating here, 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 and here. And see, and this is this is how we that, that we show that there's cheating. So you didn't win after all. So this is illegal here. It's just what has to happen. Now, 
Twitter is now trying to, you can look at this up, the uh, the Federalist has an article about this. Twitter is trying to now explain why the results of the forensic audit cannot be trusted. But wait, the results haven't even come out yet. But Twitter is trying to say not to trust them. Why do you think that is? What does Twitter know that we don't? Now, Twitter was censoring people who, on Twitter during the election, who were claiming that the election was fraud and it was stolen. And then when the audit is going on to see if fraud or not, excuse me, when the audit was going on to see if there was fraud or not, Twitter says not to believe the people who are trying to see if it's true or not. The results haven't come out yet, and Twitter is trying to tell you not to believe the results. So that tells me Twitter knows something. That tells me Twitter knows something. You also have to remember that Judicial Watch got the 500-page report that told us that the federal government was telling social media companies who to censor. It came from the Secretary of State of California's office, a company called SKDK. You can look that stuff up. And I'm telling you, like I told you before, this is the end of social media as we know it. As we know it, social media to be right now, this is, this is it. All right? This is it. Now... Moving back to the Facebook thing and Trump and things like that. This is my last, uh, my last part here before I get out of here. So we know that Facebook stopped Trump from returning, but let's let's take a look at the oversight board. Let's take a look at a couple members on the Facebook oversight board. There's a lady named Pamela Carlin, and Carlin spelled K-A-R-L-A-N. If you want to look that up. Now, during the first Trump impeachment, she was talking bad about Donald Trump and his youngest son Barron uh, in a negative way. Saying that, oh, his, he can name his son Baron, but he can't be named a Baron and things like that. And notice that Pamela Carlin actually donated repeatedly to Clinton, Obama, and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, yeah, conflict of interest there. Uh, Nicholas Souser, it's like Nicholas with a C-H and then S-U-Z-O-R, Nicholas Souser. He, uh, he agreed with a comparison of Donald Trump to Hitler. And a gentleman by the name of Jamal Green, J-A-M-A-L, G-R-E-E-N-E. Jamal Green fantasized about Trump being shot. And I actually spell these things because I want you to be able to um, find these things. Because some of these names aren't easy to spell and find. But <clears throat> I think that this is why Donald Trump... I think this is one of the reasons why Donald Trump set up his own website. Where he can essentially post blogs and post pictures and videos and nobody can stop him. And he doesn't have a character limit or anything like that. And we saw what he was doing on Twitter. So you can imagine what he's been doing on his website, okay? It's actually pretty funny how he talks about Liz Cheney. It's pretty funny. But um, do you remember when I talked about those recently reactivated IP addresses from the Department of Defense? <clears throat> yeah. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind that the Department of Defense reactivated IP addresses that were dormant. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind and remember that, okay? So, that is all I have for you wonderful folks. This is my last segment of the week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that God sent his son. Be well. Be safe. Buy gold, silver. Buy Bitcoin. But you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. Go ahead and share this if you like what I've been saying. Consider donating on my website, pursuitoftruth.info. Consider going there, scrolling all the way down to the PayPal button, donating $1. Consider doing that. Uh, if, if, you wanna, if you have a question, comment, concern, consider going to my website, pursuitoftruth.info, scrolling down, and leaving me an email, and things like that. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So thank you so much. 
again. And I look forward to seeing you back here on Tuesday.